following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, coming up uh, this week is the last of the hot topics that you'll be covering as uh, you've been talking about those over uh, many weeks, uh, ever since uh, September, and uh, they are uh, going on 5.30 to 7 p.m. Sunday nights at uh, Discipleship University. It's held at First Baptist uh, Church of Dallas. This week is the title, uh, Transgender, uh, the Troubling World of Transgender, and uh, so what kinds of things would you share? Just give us a peek behind the curtains there, mm. a little uh, sneak peek at what you'll be talking about this Sunday. Well, I always uh, actually like to define my terms, and the word trans is Greek for across, and it's like crossing sexes, um, or there's trans... Um, transvestites and all I I described something I think I'll, I'll I think I'll include this il- illustration uh, this is a true story uh, it was uh, several years ago one uh, evening I was in um, Hamden Maine and uh, th- I was asked to play bridge and uh, I used to love to play bridge because it's kind of the chess of cards. Uh, and so a, a woman joined us that I, whom I didn't know. And um, I was introduced as a, a counselor who helps people on radio. And about uh, maybe two minutes later, this woman asked to, she said, may I, may I talk to you? And I said, of course. And uh, she said, I just don't understand. My husband surprised me very much. One afternoon I arrived home from work much earlier, and he had a robe on, but I could see underneath his robe. It was my gown, my gown. And she said, what are you doing in my gown? And I don't remember what she said, but she was in shock. And she told me several things. He was ex-military. He's a man's man. Just could not grasp how her husband, who was kind of in charge of a soup kitchen, very organized, and it just didn't seem conceivable. All I know is she said, uh, also she began to notice, she, 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 she was aware sometimes her clothes would disappear. And she said, it's just the two of us. And she said, I I just don't understand. Well, I said, first, tell me, what do you know about him growing up? What do you you know about his boyhood when he was very young? She said, oh, oh. She said, I couldn't believe this. His parents wanted a girl, not a boy. And they only dressed him in little girl's clothes for the first years of his life until first grade. He had beautiful blonde locks. I remember her words, blonde locks. They didn't cut her hair. Sorry, they didn't cut 
his hair because they liked the beautiful blonde hair. I said, so you're telling me that they they rejected his identity as a boy. And she said, oh, well, I didn't think of it like that. I said, all that time, he wasn't acceptable to be a boy. He could only be looking like a girl. Yes, I guess that's true. So all of a sudden, he was... She was connecting the dots. I said, so for him to feel comforted, comforted or comfortable or more normal, uh, it could be that he's accepted based on those years, those early years of being dressed by parents it's hard for me to conceive that both parents would go along with this, but they did. And uh, she said, I never got the connection. And so he crossed over That's the trans. He was a, a transvestite, not all the time, but that's when he felt accepted. And she said, what do I do? I said, you affirm his maleness. Every time he does something that is male, you compliment him. Not, not overkill, but just let him know you appreciate when he does the actions of a male, but that he's valuable. Now, by the way, she was not a Christian, but I just said, God created him and he created God created him with a plan and a purpose and God says I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future so he intentionally created your husband male and so you affirm his maleness every way you can so and uh she was so grateful so grateful because now she understood what was painful in both of their lives if you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance check out junehunt.org that's where you can find june's practical biblical resources including june's books and bible studies on a variety of topics like anger depression forgiveness addictions relationships and more june's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges they are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others at junehunt.org you can also find june's music her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you. If you have any questions or concerns about uh, the topics on the program tonight, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. We'd be happy to help you access the right resources. We do have keys for living on identity and self-image called Knowing What's True About You. If you'd like a 31-day devotional, we have that. It uh, homes in on exactly that kind of topic, on identity and and, uh, really uh, how God views you. In fact, it's called uh, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. You may also email them if you'd like at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Ask any questions you have regarding uh, topics. Maybe there's a resource we mentioned here and you didn't quite get the full name of that, and you can ask them that way and uh, they'll get the right information uh, ordered for you, the right resources into your hands. That email again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We have listening on KCBI in Texas. We welcome Charles. Well, hello, Charles. Welcome to Hope. Uh, how you doing, Jen? I'm blessed hey, to talk with you. How can we can help you? You can't hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, sorry to talk over you. Um, I've been a long-time listener, so I'm finally feeling blessed that I could talk to you. Wonderful. Thank you. What's on your mind? Well, I've been seeing this girl for about a year. Uh, We reunited on Facebook through another friend of mine. And uh, she, the last eight to ten years, uh, had been through a lot of trauma, uh, losing her daughter in a car accident. so we're seeing her in the body bag uh, eight oh. years ago, um, the father of her husband dying, and she lost her mother this year. Ooh, so uh, Many losses. I'm sorry, what? Many losses. Yes, yes. And it, I mean, she was at a point where she was traumatized, where uh, she claimed she was hospitalized because she couldn't remember where she was born. She had amnesia, she claims, uh-huh. at, at, at one point. And but uh, but uh, you know she's okay now. I mean she rem- remembers where she's born and everything. So 
Sanger the last year, you know, she was uh, been taking care of her mom before she died back in July. And and during that time period, uh, I always knew that she was on on edge. She's a follower of Jesus like I am. Yes, accepted mm-hmm. Christ. But being on edge, just nobody else to take care of her in the family. And uh, brother and sister, just so just a big load. So that that was very hard for hard for. So during this time, or during our relationship, uh, she would get really negative, and she would apologize the next time. And so I've been really patient with her about it, and understanding because she's mm-hmm. she's gone through a lot. I have feelings toward her. We haven't slept together, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of affection I care for. So, um, as time, like I said, time would go on. It'd be like Jekyll and Hyde, you know, real negative, blah, blah, blah. And then say, I'm sorry, then make up, you're this, you know, you're that. So I've been really mm-hmm. patient with her. But this year, we went to the fair together. And uh, she put something on Facebook. Uh, she didn't like to be put on Facebook. I, I, I was eating a corny dog. And I said, okay, let's put it on together. Oh, and I, I don't put myself on Facebook. So I posted it. And people were chiming in on saying they like the comment. Well, yum, that looks good. And somebody asked me how much it cost. And they were kind of off a couple of dollars. And I told them, you know, 22 bucks. So she got on and posted like, a, you know, Charles is, is a mooch. You know, he's a swindler. You know, he didn't pay for that. And that, that was really hurtful. Wow. But I don't like I don't like carrying resentment. I've been down that road before. Yeah, yeah. So I just um, I know she's been through a lot. I want to be loving. I forgive her, but I don't want to subject him to stuff like that because her memory is bad. I, I honestly think, and and I've been I've been defending her. People say, oh, you know, that's just unacceptable. She needs to apologize. That's unacceptable, out of line. And I'm saying, you know, in my heart, I, I think she doesn't remember when it comes to money. You know, when she's buying me stuff, and I paid her back that day, she doesn't remember that. I, I really think because her memory's bad, and it causes her to get frustrated, and it causes problems in our relationship. So I just don't know at this point. Um, I, I don't. I, I forgive her. I don't. I don't like her resentment, but I don't want to subject myself that to, you know in that situation again. So I just. I don't know what to do. So what I'm hearing is there are times when you're being accused or she'll say things that are genuinely hurtful but she's actually in error of what she's saying and yet she feels justified at the time is that correct yeah so yeah she's saying things accusing of things not true and and she's in error correct and what did you say after that part well that that uh, she feels justified at the time. Yes. So, um, now does she always come back and then apologize? Or most uh, of the time? Yeah, 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 she has. When she said some some negative text, she, she she's apologized the next day and says, and, and will say stuff like, you know, totally opposite of, I mean, I mean, Charles, you're great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in this, you know, blah blah. You're you're great with that. You're great with that. And uh, but according to the text, I'm, I'm you know uh, I'm, I'm a flawed person. You know, I'm you know a piece of junk or whatever. 
you know, I don't have it together. You know, I'm, I'm warped or what's the word I'm thinking of? I, there's, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of, and that is there is a highly significant passage. I, You know, there are people who will say, well, this ought to be in the top ten, whatever. Well, this is an unusual scripture that I would put in the top ten. It's uh, in uh, Timothy first, uh, or let me think, it's uh, five five eleven, First uh, Thessalonians five eleven. It says, okay. in, uh, "It says encourage one another and build each other up. Right. Encourage one another and build each other up." First Thessalonians. 511. Now let me tell you why I'm saying this. I have many times thought, nobody else has said this that I know of, but um, if everyone focused on that, what a world we would have. What a difference we would have to be encouragers, not discouragers. Because the Bible does not say discourage one another and tear each other down, right? Okay, so, uh, by the way, is she a true, a true authentic Christian, as far as you know? Um, yeah, I mean, as, as follow her on, as I know, because I feel her spirit... Uh, even though there's the the, 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 the negativity too, so well, that makes sense. It, it, what I'm wondering is, would she have the motivation? If if she says she's sorry, then what better way to counter it than use the word of God? And that means um, if she is a true authentic Christian, she would have especially motivation to do this. And then that would be before she texts anything, does it stand the test? Encourage one another and build each other up. And see if she really wants to work on this. Does she know that it does impact you? That it, I mean, it would it would hurt me if I cared about someone, and would hear these. They they sound like um, what what you described was quite negative, and did not uh, in any way put you in a good light. No, no, no. And and you know, I mentioned that she has always apologized this time around. That happened like 21 to 23 days ago. She has not officially apologized. Sometimes I wonder, you know, because of her, her disability, you know, uh, it, you know, if, she'll, if she gets my text, if she gets my text and she'll, what's the word, she'll process it. She did send me one the other day, the first time in 23 years, and she, said, she just asked me what, I, what I'm doing, and I was direct with her what I was doing. You know, I, I told her what I was doing, but I did not... Uh, I didn't go back and hash what I put on put on the text. Left her with twenty three days mm-hmm. ago that you know you should apologize to me. You're out of line. I, I said I know you've been through a lot. You know I love you and care for you, but you were out of line. If that's unacceptable, I, I need apology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
there's there's a way to do that. Another thing, would she be willing to go for counsel, to get counsel? Would she? Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned that, to, you know, before this, posted the thing on Facebook, the, the, you know, the, the big thing that was hurt, hurtful the most, most, you know, when the other stuff during the relationship, the negative, and apologize the next day. I have mentioned the counselor, and, and she said when she got hospitalized eight years ago and experienced a trauma, that uh, she had a counselor, but they said that they were really, uh, and I thought she said Christian counseling, they said they were really judgmental towards towards her, saying, you know, you're, you're this and you're that, you know, feeling judgmental towards her. Well, what we're talking about, for example, um, we have at our ministry um, around 15 licensed professional counselors, and they are all biblically solid, and it's called Hope Works, meaning that's the name of uh, the counseling ministry. Hope works, because true hope, that's biblical hope, does work, because it's grounded in Christ and and His Word, the, the Word of God. And so, I don't know what kind of counsel she received, but um, if you go, and I'm not suggesting that this is the only place you should even look, but to have people who are uh, who help us, and by the way, the the word counsel is I, I like that word counsel because the Bible says first seek the counsel of the Lord, first seek the counsel of the Lord, and the point is, let's see what we can do to line up our lives, and in my opinion, we're all learners. I mean, I'm, I'm just a learner. I just present myself as I, I, I want to always stay being a learner. There's more to learn and I want to be better than where I am today with whatever I learn and it can be presented as an opportunity to grow. An opportunity to be uh, discipled. But sure. it sounds to me like she has what I would call a critical spirit. And she may not know what to do about it. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. Lifelinetohope.org.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend to you our keys for living called Critical Spirit, and subtitled that is Confronting the Heart of a Critic. That's Critical Spirit, and uh, you can talk to our customer support team about getting a copy of that, and uh, their number again, 800 488 H-O-P-E, that's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about something happening in your life, a situation you'd just like some insight on, see what God's heart might be on that, uh, just give us a call. Uh, We can talk to you about being on an upcoming broadcast of Hope in the Night. The number is 800-917, 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and uh, talk to you about that upcoming program, see what questions you would have have what we can help you through. So the number again, 800-917-800-644-4817. Now back to tonight's conversation with Charles. Hey, Charles, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, when I say uh, Wimbledon, does that make you think of some kind of a championship? It, it, absolutely. it absolutely does. Okay, <laughs> what is it? It sure does. But what kind? Tennis. Okay, tennis. Now, have you have you played tennis? When I was little, I I, I took lessons, and my dad tried to uh, push me. Okay. And I, I don't think okay. he thought I was coordinating enough, and my brother was the athletic <laughs> one, and, okay. and he tried pushing him. <laughs> well, let's say you're at Wimbledon. Let's say both of us are there, and oh. we saw we see someone serve. It's supposed to be in the opposite court, but it goes across the line. It's not in bounds. Um, and there's a judge. Do you have any idea what they yell? What the judge yells? Let's see. Uh, well, nor- normally they they yell like what what the score is, like of love or to all. Okay. Or, or, yeah, uh, that, love, that, that's you know, always love, that, they yell out when mm-hmm. it's a tie. That when the score is tied. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in this case, if it's across the line, if it's outside the boundary line, they yell fault. 
Okay. Fault. All right. All right. right? Now, the thing right. is, there was, those judges have been chosen because of their reputation for being accurate and fair-minded. And so that judge sits uninvited, elevated, above others, yelling fault, fault, fault. These are appropriate calls. However, the one with the critical spirit, you don't invite somebody to have a critical spirit, but they're there, and they're yelling fault in different ways, saying things that are actually untrue, and it's interesting, a person with a critical spirit is excessively negative in judging. There's a harshness in judging. And those who are criticizers judge others severely and unfairly, unfavorably. They are fault finders. Now think about a fault finder. Fault finders, that's typically all they find because they're not looking for anything else. They're looking for flaws. They're looking for defects. And they will present unreasonable criticism. Do you agree with me on what I've said? Yes, yes, I, I, do, I do agree. Uh, and what's uh, interesting about this is uh, she has told me Thank you for not judging her. So at some point in her life, she was probably put under a microscope. Somebody uh -huh. was critical on her. Well, she had to get it somewhere. The, yep. So it would seem, and by the way, sometimes there can be a parent. <clears throat> you can grow up in a home. And if you look for the, what is called causation, the cause of people having a critical spirit uh, one of the clear causes can be those, well, a, a parent or a, a key person in that person's life who modeled that critical attitude, uh, and it's it can and therefore uh, they get used to it, and then with children more is caught than taught. So children then can become critical like a parent, if, if that's the case. And I'm not saying that for sure is the case. But what I'm saying to you is I would be cautious about getting closer if you're thinking that she might be a marriage partner in the future. There can be things that would be very painful if they are not dealt with on this side of a, a marriage. And I'm saying marriage only because you have been dating her for a year, and apparently there are some things that you like about her, and you can yeah, see... Yeah, yeah. Pluses uh, in her. Yeah, you know, she said we we have stuff in common. She said we had had stuff in common. So you said God was the one that brought me, mm -hmm. brought 
me to her. And uh, she, I, I had it, probably two days insinuated this to her before we went to the fair. I said, uh, you know, we've all been almost, we've been almost together for a year. Uh, can mm-hmm. we take this to a higher level? Because, well, I don't want to hurt you. So what happened out of, even though we weren't at a higher level, mm-hmm. two days later, I, I kind of know what, what she meant by I don't want to hurt you because I felt hurt, you know, plus putting that stuff on Facebook. Mm. Well, see, that's, um, mm. that is uh, inexcusable. I mean, it, you, you, that's wounding, and that's cruel. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, unacceptable uh, 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 putting that on Facebook. Yeah, it, and it's insensitive uh, that, it, that to feel that she has the right to basically attack your character and therefore hurt your reputation. Now, I hear, and I respect you, by the way, I I understand that you do believe in having a forgiving spirit, and we are told to bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance we have against one another. And the scripture is, that's a Colossians 3.13, forgive as the Lord forgave you. But you can forgive, yeah. but this is where you need the Bible says, and this is very clear, above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. You see, because people can reveal certain things in a dating relationship. If they're considering marriage, um, there needs to be a confirmation that the concept of marriage is that you are better with each other. Two people come together and they are better because of being together. But if she, and, and so this needs to be contingent, it would be, you would be right. First of all, I, I respect you for calling because you're reaching out, you're saying, I want wisdom. Well, I'm, I'm in no way against her. I, I just am for God's will for you. That's what I'm caring about. And if it's right for you, it'll be right for her. But this means she's going to have some work to do. And the work is to work on how can she change these attacks, these negative um, and and I'm, I'm talking about this critical attack because it can be so wounding. And then if you're once you're married, it's like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? And I would hurt for you. Right now, she would not be marriage material. Not that she can't become. There are people who can change. But they've got to be um, given help. In fact, I'm going to help you in this way. I'm going to send you what we call our keys. Um, they're keys for living on the critical spirit. And I think you'll really appreciate it because we deal with definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. By the way, one of the causes is a wrong belief. 
the wrong belief, but then knowing what the right belief is. The wrong belief is my sense of significance is increased when I point out the wrongs of others. The fact that I believe I'm right justifies my criticism of others. See, people who have a critical spirit, they, many times, they don't see it that way because they're right. They think they're right. Now, they're not right about what they're doing because, again, going to the scripture that I mentioned to you before at the beginning, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, encourage one another and build each other up. So that needs to be something that she would have as her aim, where she would literally, I would, if I were talking with her, I would say, if you care about this relationship and if you care about other relationships, because it's not just you that she would be doing this to. Am I right about that? Um, yeah, because other people, uh, you know, I've got to know her, her, her sister in this year very better, and her in-law and another friend. So I, 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 I see the critical part, her, her complaining about them. So, I, yes, you are right. Okay. Well, you know, I, I call it having a black filter. A black filter takes a day scene on a camera, and you put a lens on. It's called a black filter. And now what you're seeing is a night scene. It changes the whole look. But it's tr- it was actually a day scene photograph that you were taking. Not you, but whoever's using that black filter. So instead of um, that wrong belief, the Bible says, You have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at what point you judge others, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same thing. That's Romans 2, verse 1. Now, the right belief is when I'm critical of others, I'm actually exposing my own sin. Because Christ lives in me, and He continually extends His mercy toward me, I will reflect His compassion and care for for others, rather than criticizing others. So, life is a series of choices. How she talks is a series of choices. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions about this or any number of topics tonight, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources that you need. Let me recommend to you the keys for living called Critical Spirit, Confronting the Heart of a Critic. That and many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also, check out our website. You'll find so many resources there as well, uh, many of them free. If you go to hopefortheheart.org and look for free resources, you'll find, as I mentioned, the keys for living. You'll find a uh, find smaller versions of those, really excerpts of our Keys for Living called our Quick Reference Guides. Those are uh, printable out into two pages and uh, just a quick look again at any number of those topics, you want to look at that. And then if you're interested in seeing the larger uh, uh, work on the full keys for living and a better understanding of those, you can order those through customer support. That website again, hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Charles. Well, my friend, I, I, I really am impressed with you. Um, you're not vengeful. You don't have a heart to retaliate, um, you know, returning evil for evil or attack for attack. And so often people uh, are that. That's what they do. If you attack me, I'll attack you. Um, That's not you. And I'll I'll tell you, have have you ever done anything where the two of you would memorize a scripture? Let me think. The two of the two of us would put uh, together where we would memorize a scripture. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I would share some 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 with her, and like she would say something uh, about the you know the Bible, and I, I would say you know you know no that it's not true. It says this this verse, for example. So I, mm-hmm. I would hope mm-hmm. she would memorize it, but to do it in a effective way, like uh, let's. Like you say it out aloud three times, or I say it aloud three times mm-hmm. to help you remember stuff, and mm-hmm. we're not really in that 
in that aspect. No, that makes sense. You know, I started out not knowing any scripture. I remember uh, I, I'd never even, well, at first I'd never even opened a Bible. And uh, I was stunned when I saw students in high school who knew scripture. And I, I it was uh, kind of, you, the, the expression goes, you know, it, it blew my mind at that time. I thought, how did they even know? How, how do they know where to go in the Bible? Because I had not even opened a Bible. And as time went on, I was so impressed that these students could back up what they said with the Bible. Um, and the, the first time I saw that, someone said something about people being born with the sin nature. And uh, I, I said, oh, well, I, I don't believe that. I believe everyone is born good. Well, I had been in another kind of a church, and uh, it wasn't biblical. There was no Bible. And uh, immediately... Um, uh, one of the people in the group that was we were standing talking, and and this person said, "Well, uh, actually, the Bible says, um, surely I have been a sinner from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me.'" I thought, "How on earth could she just give an answer?" Surely I have been a sinner from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. I was absolutely stunned. That's um, Psalm 51, 5. Psalm 51, 5. And one, there's one, some... one, one that's like that, but a shorter, easier to remember, but it's, it's just the same thing as in Job, humans are born into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that, that they are, they are, but you know, you just think, my goodness. In fact, there are a number of other scriptures, as you just pointed out. Um, uh, likewise, Psalm fifty-eight three, because uh, I, I I started, I was fascinated again. Even from birth, the wicked go astray. From the womb, they are wayward and speak lies. What that means is. They have a a sin nature. In other words, it's natural for them to uh, not be truthful and sure. to choose wrong. And we inherit that from Adam. Now, I didn't know anything about inherited anything, you know. But but my point is, it was the Word of God that convicted me, and later I became a Christian. Sure, and absolutely. So my my thought is, uh, and and since I didn't know scripture, um, I wrote down on a three by five card a number of scriptures because I, now I'm being exposed, and uh, I, I remember distinctly. Uh, it's walking by walking you and saying it out loud you memorize much faster than just 
reading it by yourself and not even saying it out loud. It's uh, you walk and you memorize in rhythm. I, I remember uh, one of the first ones I did. I think the first one I did was let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for building others up according to the need of the moment that you may give grace to those who hear. That I'm saying that because that's appropriate for what we just are talking about, but my, my, my that, that's a very long one, and that's no, normally not one I would initiate. Yeah, yeah uh, and exactly. But, um, for example, let me tell you one that would be super. Colossians 4, verse 6. If if you said, why don't we just walk and memorize scripture? Colossians four six says, Let your conversation be always full of grace. By the way, grace is a gift we don't deserve. That's what all grace means. It's a give it a given a gift we don't deserve, or we give someone a gift we don't that they don't deserve. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. So yeah. you may know how to answer everyone. See, this could be helpful to her. It would challenge her, but it'd also be good for you. But just say, we can memorize it together. Let's, let's walk, you know, like for 30 minutes or something like that. Um, and I, I remember doing that. And I, I would have these scriptures, now I was doing this in my 20s, not not yet when I was, uh, I, I think I'm right about this, uh, but I know I needed, I needed to learn scripture, and so I just had, I'd write them out on these cards, and some people print them out, but um, what do you think about that as a project that both of you would uh, do together. Well, she could do it by great. herself. Like I mentioned, I haven't uh, talked uh, in turn 21 days, but she did send me a text saying, "What are you asking me? What I was doing?" So next time I have a, a, a normal conversation, if it's a, a text or phone call, I'm, I'll run that by her. And obviously, it's not that you both have to do it together. She can do it by herself. But I'm just trying to say, or what I am saying is. If this is not dealt with, she's going to have trouble in her life. Because sure, sure, no sure. no one likes to be the recipient of someone else's critical spirit. And I'll tell you what, I don't trust it. Because even if somebody's not being critical of me, I know it's just a matter of time that I will be their target. They could so easily uh, I think, turn I think against people me. People generally, and I don't know if this is part of the sinful nation, but sinful nature. But they uh, they they put themselves in a comfort zone on relationships too early, toddle themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, but it's this is not kind. This is not what the Bible gives as the fruit of the spirit. <clears throat> the, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And, and when, when you became a true, authentic Christian, and I'm sure. sensing that you are a true, authentic Christian, he, at that very moment, based on 
Ephesians um, 13, 1, 13 and 14, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So what does he do in you? He produces fruit. What's the fruit? Love, joy, yeah, peace, patience, self-control, long-suffering. Yes, exactly. So if that's not where she is, either she doesn't have the Spirit of Christ in her, and that's what she needs. She needs actually a personal, life-changing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if she were to be totally be yielded, and she allows the Lord to work in her life, the Spirit of God would convict her. And more and more, she will sin less and less. She's not sinless. I'm not sinless. But we do sin less. And so, um, and by the way, I would be happy to talk with her on Hope in the Night if you think that that would be beneficial. But, you know, she may not be interested. But most of all, she needs not just to change life through Christ, but to live out that. And, and to, the, the objective for all us, us all, meaning God's purpose for us all, is Romans 8.29. We are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. And yeah. more and more, if she literally yields herself to Christ, then she will less and less have that critical spirit that wounds others. So you have a right to be concerned, and I'm impressed with you. Just be very cautious, my friend, and however we can help you, it would be a pleasure, a privilege to do that. You are good-hearted, and I really respect you. Um, I will uh, be sending you our material on the critical spirit, and that is uh, a, a, a challenge for us all. Um, in this case, it's confronting the heart of a critic, but she's, I think she's going to need help. And um, uh, she, this is something that, and by the way, there are a number of questions in here that will help her. You might want to give it to her uh, when we send it to you after you read it. It could be helpful for her to have a copy for herself. But most of all, I'm so glad we are able to talk. I appreciate you. You continue to hang on to hope, my friend. We will send our keys for living called Critical Spirit, Confronting the Heart of a Critic. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.